Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey everybody, so glad to be joining you once again on Faith and Good Counsel. I just love, love, love the fact that, that I get to be with you each and every week my dear listeners of Faith and Good Counsel. It's such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day that I thank God for. And I thank God for, very especially today, my guest, Sarah Denny. Now, if you've been listening to Catholic Radio, you have heard Sarah Denny already. She's been with us on our morning show, Wake Up, as well as she is the brand new co-host of Alive Again with Precious Heart, Deacon Brad Doyle. And they are discussing topics related to bioethics and making it something that both you and I can understand as we go about our day-to-day lives in making moral decisions. And so let me bring on my dear heart, precious guest, Sarah. Denny, how are you, Sarah? I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, she's so beautiful. If you could see her radiant, radiant face. Now, Sarah, much like um, some of my other guests is is one of what I call the JP2 generation. So she is radiant, not only in her beauty, but in her youth. <laughs> so because I'm at least twice her age. So yes, yeah, so this is a good thing. So we're bringing both ends of the spectrum, we hope here to you today in terms of wisdom. And what Sarah and I are going to be talking about today is authentic femininity and who we really, really are as daughters of the Most High God. You know that we talk about this a lot here, but we need to keep talking because we're surrounded in our culture by so many distortions that break our heart. But Sarah, so I want to invite you in. And as you probably know, because I know you're a Faith and Good Counsel listener, we always start Faith and Good Counsel off with prayer. So please join me in the salutation to the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail, Holy Lady, Most Holy Queen, Mary, Mother of God, Ever Virgin, chosen by the Most Holy Father in heaven, consecrated by him with his Most Holy Beloved Son and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. On you descended, and in you still remains all the fullness of grace and every good. Hail his palace. Hail his tabernacle. Hail his robe. Hail his handmaid. Hail his mother. And hail all holy virtues, who by the grace and inspiration of the Holy Spirit are poured into the hearts of the faithful, so that faithless no longer, they may be made faithful servants of God through you. Our Lady of Good Counsel, St. Teresa Benedicta of the Cross, St. John Paul II, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, you know, I love this prayer, and and my listeners know I love this prayer. Isn't it beautiful? It's stunningly beautiful, and it speaks to that authentic femininity of Our Lady, who is our model and our blueprint, and and who we are to, to, for lack of a better word, model our, our... She's really the Lady of Good Counsel in terms of leading us toward Christ through our femininity, through our creation. And so those are the kinds of things that I think... Sarah, it's so important for us to continue the conversation about here on faith and good counsel. So before we kind of delve into that, though, I want to ask you if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bio on who Sarah Denny is. 
Well, I recently just started my position at the Woman's New Life Center. Yay! So I'm very excited to be doing that. I am in charge of communications and evangelization. Um, Big job. Yeah. Big job. Which I'm so thankful because they basically pay me to write and speak about women's dignity, which is my passion. That is your passion. It's fine, too. What a gift. Yeah, it really is. You've got a master's in theology, right? This came from Notre Dame Seminary. Notre Dame Seminary. And was that a focus of your work at Notre Dame Seminary, though? I tried to bring it in as much as I could. uh, But the gift, I would say, being there is that they keep us founded on. uh, the entire perspective of the Catholic faith. So with historical perspective and scripture awesome. and dogma, so I could bring it in in all relation to human dignity. Because it's just, fields. it's just the, it's just part of the whole truth. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. So I love, you know, how I see the Lord leading you. Cause another thing that I know that you are involved in, you're a busy, busy young woman, you are training to be a Creighton model practitioner yes and I we share that together as well um yeah I I having done that and passed that torch on to someone else using the knowledge in a different way but that intrigues me that here you are you have a passion for our authenticity as women who we really really are we both share a love of Saint Teresa Benedicta of the Cross Edith Stein who informs my work who informs your work what what do you think drew you to become a Creighton model practitioner well alongside of everything else (laughs) because it's a big it's a big commitment it is it really is well I've always had a love for the sciences uh since growing up you know through high school especially I was definitely considering going to medical school and so I was pre-med when I originally started college which we'll probably get into later which how this actually led to my passion developing even more for women's dignity but you know, after I had studied the beauty of the spiritual aspect of, of what it means to be a human person, I think I've always just felt called to be a bridge and to yeah. recognize the beauty of the both and that we have in our faith. Yes. And so I, I realized that the spiritual is important and it must also be, you know, founded upon the dignity that's there in the biology of who we are as persons. Yes. And woman's biology to me is magnificent. And to me, it really is a testimony of the existence of God and the beauty of just the fluctuations in the cycle. I know people would be like, oh my gosh, but it's so, you know, it's, it's this and it's that. However, I think it really is a testament as I've studied it more and more to the fact that woman exists as a sign to the world that this is a, a time where there's seasons and there's changes and we're, we're invited to, to, I think, delve into that adventure of change right. and to rejoice in it um, right. because it bears life. Amen. Oh, so beautiful. You're, you're speaking so just to my heart today. It's music to my ear and my heart and my mind to hear a young woman um, in the JP2 generation, let's just say in the, the, the 20s kind of window, <laughs> right, where you have such a deep and profound understanding of, our, of who God intends for us to be as his daughter so that we can bring that forth to this culture, which has so many false philosophies and distortions and theories floating yes. around that that truly truly break hearts. This is this is something that I see often in my own work, and I know probably in your work as well mm-hmm. at the Women's New Life Center. Our, our sisters who have fallen prey to lies of the culture, the exactly. secular culture. So, what does it mean, Sarah? Do you think to bring authenticity of our womanhood? to the culture i see you doing this and it's a very lofty thought but what does that mean to you how do you see god calling you in that way well i think 
as women, since in a certain sense, we're all called to be mother, I think it means yes. that we bring life into every situation. Whether or not we're called to biological motherhood. Exactly. Right? There's every woman is called to a spiritual maternity. Edith Stein talks about that so much. But the beauty of that means that, you know, even just in simple conversation, even, you know, I love Blessed Mother Teresa, even in just smiling at a stranger, it's not that we do it with an expectation to receive something, but it's simply to offer the gift. Right. It's a, it's a giving over in a very small way that really doesn't take much effort sisters in Christ. I'm speaking to you today and my brothers who may be listening and I know you're out there because I hear from you just smiling at someone. Exactly. Something very, very simple. It's a giving over of the heart. And I think the, the beauty of that and the virtue that comes into is I think all women can attest to the fact that we don't always feel like smiling. You but know? you do it anyway. Exactly. And that's an offer. An offer. Exactly. Offered as a gift of love to Jesus, if no one else, but also that other person. You know, and those little sacrifices, those sufferings, he sees that. And I really do believe that they have eternal value. They really do. And I, I, I strongly feel that. And, and, and I have these encounters just to bring it, you know, to the more, uh, more day-to-day interaction. I often have this opportunity to smile at someone or to to look into someone's eyes and see their person in the grocery store checkout line. I've spoken about this before. And it really is, in, in a beautiful way, very disarming to someone who is checking us out at the grocery store counter line who may be having a bad day. Exactly. For us to say, even if, if, if you don't feel particularly therapeutic at the moment, <laughs> that's okay. You can just smile. But I've been known not only to just smile, but say, it seems like you're having a bad day today. I'm so sorry when someone's been rude to me, you know, or what have you. Instead of mm-hmm. getting myself in a wad over it, that's love. That's the kind of love, isn't it, that St. That Teresa Benedicta Edith Stein speaks about. That's the kind of love that Mother Teresa speaks about. It's beautiful what happens. Right. Rarely do you not get a response. Eye contact, some, a connection of the heart saying you saw me. Yeah, and, and I have to say now that we're thinking about this is, I learned that, I would say, from my mom. I remember being Aww. very little and just wondering, like, why does she talk to all the people that check oh, us my out at the grocery <laughs> store? You talk to everybody, mom. <laughs> exactly. And it's not that, you know, they needed to have long conversations, but you could tell that when she asked them how they were or just made a comment about the day that wasn't the ordinary comment, that they realized she was speaking to them. Right, that you noticed me. I'm not exactly. just someone here doing a exactly. mundane, utilitarian service to someone who doesn't care about me. Right. It's, it's beautiful. So it is a beautiful I, thing. It really is. So try it today. Just make, even if they're, they're not rude to you, <laughs> or they're just, <laughs> just say, how are you doing? Make, you know, speak. Yeah. So I'm just curious, Sarah, because you have such a deep understanding of so many things. You're so far ahead of where I was at your age and in many ways even now. But I wonder what interested you in, in, in delving so deeply and so profoundly into the authentic understanding of femininity. Because it is such a service to the church that you and others are doing this. Well, you know, growing up, I don't, I don't think I really thought about it extensively. I, I played sports my whole life. I was active in school and all the activities. And so I was just enjoying life, doing my thing. But senior year of high school, when I was helping out with the retreat, actually on Valentine's Day, I remember oh, it vividly, oh, of course. Love. Little gift from Jesus. Yeah. But someone started speaking about theology of the body. <gasps> And it was a very simple presentation, but I was so thankful for it. And from that point on, I just couldn't get enough of it. I just, I was like, where can I read more about this? And I wanted to research it. So then when I went to college, I was at Tulane University. I was pre-med and 
you know, I was enjoying the classes, but I was still kind of like wondering, well, how am I ultimately going to serve with this? And I was thinking about women's health. And then I took a women's studies class my second semester. Which sometimes can not be a good thing. It was very interesting. Was it interesting? Very interesting. It was perhaps, honestly, the most important class I've ever taken. That was kind of a crux for you, kind of a a crisis point of, do I go with this definition of femininity or over here? Is that and it, it catapulted me forward to where I am now, to be completely wow. honest. And because one of my homework assignments was that if a man tried to open the door for me, <gasps> I was supposed to tell him, no, I could do it myself <gasps> and then let him go through. And then I would open wow. the door for myself. And I, you know, in the class, I remember saying, well, what if he's trying to be a gentleman? And I have to say, one of the gifts of that class is that I realized so much of radical feminism is a response to an injury. Absolutely. You know, hurt people hurt people. It's not that these people are just like, I don't want to talk about this and we need to do they're responding to a hurt that they've experienced or someone they know experienced and those are valid experiences they I mean I, I, you know, I want to say that first but with that I realized that anytime that we as women or even as men we define ourselves by looking at another person and responding to how they view us right we're already off on the wrong foot absolutely you know it's never ending that's exactly. a spiral exactly. that never ends well Exactly. So instead of us looking, well, man has dominated us for so long. This is our return. Is not to dominate him. That has not. It's not how we should be looking at it. It's you know, who am I called as a woman? Which ultimately, like you've said often on your show, I know is what does it mean to be a daughter of God? That is independent of the opinions of those people around That's me right. because it's something that has been there since my conception. That is unchangeable. Absolutely. And that is the 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 way really to truly find your identity. We we can spend our whole lives looking for ourselves. When in fact, it should be seeking and ever growing more deeply in our our relationship to God, the Father, the Blessed Trinity, right? Um, And then really, you're just less interested in the opinions of others because it doesn't really matter. You're just loving them. But what they think of you, which doesn't, again, come to a good end because you feel judged and are they talking about me? And then you start playing the what if game. And the next thing you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're full of anxiety and, and as depression. Women, we like to do that. We don't want to <laughs> do this game a lot. Listen, stop. OK, <laughs> just think of it. What does it mean that I'm a beloved daughter of the most high God? And hey, ponder that over the break because we're going to take a little break here. I'm Stacey Galino, your host on Faith and Good Counsel, talking with the beloved daughter, beautiful daughter of the Most High God, Sarah Denny, and we'll be right back. Hear that? That's the heartbeat of a 14-week-old unborn child. Her heart pumps several quarts of blood throughout her body every day. She may be small, but her development is remarkable. Her eyes, ears, even fingernails, they are all present. She needs time and nourishment, and she will be born in six short months. Unfortunately, 3,600 of these babies are aborted every day in our nation. That's 1.2 million babies aborted every year. That's nearly 17 Superdomes full of future fans. All the while, our tax dollars go to organizations that perform thousands of abortions across America every year. When it comes to your vote this fall, don't forget the unborn babies. Remember, their only voice is yours. Learn more at ProLifeLouisiana.org.
welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm your host, Stacey Galino, here with my beautiful guest, Sarah Denny. And we are talking about girl stuff today. <laughs> We're talking about authentic femininity, not that stuff out in the culture that hurts our hearts, but the real truth. And Sarah, you were talking before the break so beautifully about authentic femininity and how sometimes we can get distracted by our thoughts and worries about what other people are thinking of us rather than focusing on our relationship with God, with the blessed Trinity. And so I know you had some more thoughts on that. I wanted to delve into that a little bit more deeply and maybe you've even struggled with some of this. Definitely. So I, you know, the gift of our intellect is that it's, it's a reflection. It's an image of God. And so it's, it's powerful. You know, it's how we, we image him into the world. And with that though, there comes a certain responsibility, I would say. And as women, I think we are in a certain way that's unique to us. I feel like there's a tendency to get very stuck in our thoughts, Mm -hmm. especially as it relates to ourselves and as how we relate to others and what others think of us. Because the beauty is that we have that sensitivity for the human person, but then we kind of just kind of get wrapped up in it sometimes that it holds us back, I think. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, just to give an example, there's different struggles I've had in my life. You know, obviously all of us have sufferings, and I do believe they're gifts from the Lord because I think if we allow them to, to be what they are, they can purify us, they can propel us forward, yes. they can strengthen us, all these things. And so I would say, you know, just growing up in this kind of culture, the, the media and the whole idea of social media and I think kind of just the rampant almost obsession with the pictures that are everywhere. Yes. We're always taking pictures and we're always posting pictures and we're always editing pictures. Like there's this. Because they're never good enough. Exactly. And, and, you know, I've been praying about this for years. Like, what does this really mean? And, and I think, you know, the gift I've had is, is for a time you know, the Lord allowed me to step away from something like Facebook for yeah. a few years. And, yeah. and there was a freedom there because I, I just, I really believe that the Lord does not call us to fight every battle right. and everyone's going to have different struggles. So this, you know, might not be yours and that's fine, but it's just to think of what are the things that I struggle with individually and how can I respond to that and how can I ask for grace in this situation? So for me, it was realizing this almost obsession that we have with our image ourselves it's called narcissism in my world yes and i think my generation particularly (laughs) struggles with it just because of how right in your face these things are i mean literally the images and everything so the words the manipulation right and Mm -hmm. i think you know the the good of it is that we see that there's something good the human person and the beauty especially the beauty of women and and we notice that we want to share it but then the other side of that is then at times i think when we're trying to force woman into a certain mold we think we have to edit change manipulate her physical image which to me is a disservice to her person because it's as if she isn't enough as she is you know and there's all these women and the the thing that i think is the most beautiful is that they're all so different and right and people are going to be attract different women like that's a beautiful gift but the point is that god the father created us each that's beautiful and to understand that and believe it, I think that's a hard thing for every woman, especially when we're, you know, like faced with all of these images and things coming at us and everything we see on the billboards and the magazine, that there's sort of a digital manipulation of the person. Yes. And coupled with our core wound from the very, very beginning to our mother Eve, mm-hmm. right? You know, one of the wounds from the fall in the garden is our feelings of unworthiness. Exactly. So from the get go, 
we struggle with right that, we're trying know? to hold ourselves up to this bar but it's like what bar are we holding ourselves up to like who's understanding whose image are we holding ourselves up to exactly and who are you to create these standards right who are, who are you even right we don't even know <laughs> right so, hmm, we could ponder that for the rest of the show right so you know then my question is to the lord through all of this has been okay well what is that which is life-giving and i'm realizing that which is life-giving is authentic beauty which means that which is true to how we've been created and and going to scripture ask the lord like well you know where do i go with this what does this mean for me and for the beautiful women that i teach or i get to speak to like how can i speak to them honestly acknowledging the struggle yes. that we have when we look in the mirror and yet encouraging them to remain who they are because that the world needs that gift more than anything else amen and so i found you know in 2 corinthians chapter 10 it talks about taking every thought captive to obey christ and then further on it, there's this verse, the end of, chap, uh, end of, excuse me, verse 12. It says, not that we venture to class or compare ourselves, because when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. Wow. And I really believe it's, it's praying for the Holy Spirit, and there's a certain sanctification of the mind that the Lord desires. And Edith Stein said, our sensitivity needs to be ordered by a rational nature, and we need to teach women how to do that. Yeah. And I think that it's a part of this right here is like praying for the grace to see ourselves. The Lord sees us, number one. Um, number two, though, to fight that temptation to compare, because when we look around us to compare and to measure who we are against another, we've already taken the wrong step. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're looking horizontally right. rather than vertically to the Lord, looking only and listening only to him yeah. who wishes to communicate exactly. to us his love for us as if we were the only daughter on the earth you know right. and it's the not like one. there's like a, a pie that represents beauty and we each get a certain sliver and like right. someone gets a bigger piece no it's not that it's like you and yourself like you were beautiful yeah and, and that's mind-blowing and it's hard for us to it fathom is. that that he could love us that much and isn't that what we're seeking when we go off into these other tangential you know areas there in that's what we're it's a holy desire isn't right it? right and you know and I'm, I'm acknowledging the balance i love photography i love capturing beauty i love taking pictures of people and that's how we do it because we yeah. see the human person is the most beautiful thing that was created but i'm just encouraging people to really think about what is my call to authenticity and how do i respect other people and myself and how i view and how i even take pictures. Oh, wow. These are such beautiful, beautiful thoughts. And you know, Sarah, I, I, as I, I come to know you more, I know that this comes not only um, you know, from a beautiful heart, but from uh, the fruit of prayer. I know that you have a very beautiful spiritual life, a very fruitful prayer life. And I wanted to talk about that for a moment because I'm, it inspires me and I know it will inspire my dear listeners. Tell me a little bit about the power of prayer in your life. <laughs> It's why I'm still alive. Yeah, wow. Uh, really, prayer, uh, it's been my lifeline. There's really no other way to say it, I, especially the gift of the Eucharist. I would say the Adoration Chapel is my sanctuary. It's where I've run multiple times when yeah. I feel completely overwhelmed. And it doesn't mean that I go and I have these pretty conversations with mm. Jesus. If anything, I know that he can handle my anger. I know that he can handle my frustrations. I know that he is so happy about my joy, you know, and I would say recently in the last few months, though, I've realized the gift and I think the calling that we have as women to echo Our Lady in the Magnificat and to oh. pray with thanksgiving. I think that if we're called to be mother, all of us in the spiritual sense, it means that we're called to bear life to the world. And the most powerful way we can do that is through praying with thanksgiving. And that's exactly what she did. And it's not that I feel thankful all the time. 
Right. And, but feelings are fleeting. Exactly. We don't go with the exactly. feelings. We go with the truth. I have to choose to pray with Thanksgiving. And I have to tell you, personal testimony, especially this past summer, it has changed my life. Because what it does is it opens my eyes to truly see all of the gifts that are in front of me, especially the gift of the present moment. And it, it invites me to let go of control mm. and to let go of whatever I think is my way and to receive the surprises that the Lord has in store for me right in this moment. And that holiness is found right now and that these opportunities are they're right in front of me every day. Oh, I, I, I struggle um, as your spiritual mother and who, who is old enough to be your mom with the same things. <laughs> and, you know, in some ways, Sarah, it gets easier but in other ways, it doesn't, you know, because we still have the same core wounds. You know, we right. share those as women, but we have uniqueness as to our creation. And those and are our wounds that will be glorious in heaven. I can't wait to see what happens. They are them, there you know? to sanctify us. His They're not there to so punish great. us. They are there exactly. to, to sanctify us, to be made perfect. They bring us the to Father. him. Amen. Amen. And so, so in that way, we can be very, very thankful for those and I just love what you're speaking today so profoundly beautiful about our authentic femininity. And, you know, I love that there is in the anthropology of women. I know you can explain that in a way that's the study of our true femininity, right? Right. What it means to be a specifically feminine person. And, and, you know, there's, there's an order there and that we're called to this freedom. Though we, were, we have our concupiscence from original sin, Christ came, the new Adam came, Mary, the new Eve, was asked to be the mother of God. This, this whole plan from the very beginning, right, was there to free us, to bring us to freedom. And we are called to be that way. But if we, Sarah, I think you would agree that if we, delve into all of the tentacles that surround us in our culture, television shows, certain magazines, certain philosophies, certain new agey kind of practices. I've said this one before, you know, psychics and pedicures. That seems to be a theme people do together. I don't get it. But we invite in evil that hurts us and that leads us away from that verticality of a relationship of looking to the blessed trinity for our identity um you know and so i guess uh, and i could go on and on about this rambling but what i'd really like to know sarah is that in our last minute or two here do you have a pearl of wisdom you know there's so much to talk about on the subject but mm-hmm. one little pearl that you could leave for our pearls our listeners today on faith and good counsel I would say, um, just thinking one of my favorite quotes, which yeah. is actually from our blessed mother. Oh. Um, you know, the visionaries in Medjugorje asked Our Lady why she was so beautiful. And she said, I am beautiful because I love. <gasps> and I believe that that speaks to us the reality that it's not about what we wear or how we do our makeup. It's about who we are, which is a woman, a daughter of God. And our vocation, no matter where we are in the world, is to love and you know, Elizabeth told Our Lady, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to you by the Lord. And I believe that our, our love is a response to trusting in the promises of the Father that he has made to us. And that our beauty is a gift that should serve the world, not, not to manipulate or coerce someone, but to invite them to life through our love. Amen. And, you know, I write that on my mirror. I invite women to do that, like just to remind you, like, that is the image that I'm ref- to reflect to the world is an image of love. 
Amen. Oh, that is so beautiful. So that is the word for us today coming from Our Lady and coming from my beautiful guest today, Sarah Denny, who shared so lovely, so beautifully with us today. Thank you so much. I hope you'll come back. Oh, and I'd be love with to. Thank you for having me. Again, here on Faith and Good Counsel. And so until next time, my dear listeners, God be with you. God love you. And remember, you are beautiful, as Our Lady said, because you love. So go out and love someone mother. Until next time, see you. Bye-bye now. Fox Christie. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 